Hi, it's Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules, and I've got to tell you guys about Factor. It's my one-stop shop for nutritious, fully prepared meals. That means no grocery shopping, no meal planning, and no cooking required. Factor is like having a personal chef, only you don't have to wait for the food to be ready. It takes just two minutes to heat and eat. The best part? They have tons of options to choose from every week, so you can stay fueled and excited to eat well. Me? Well, I like to start my day with a wellness shop some blueberry pancakes, and then go for a smoothie snack. Lunch and dinner are just as easy, and meals are fresh, never frozen. Oh, and did I mention they have something for every lifestyle? You can grab Protein Plus meals for extra power, calorie smart to stay on track. I mean, you name it. This is literally how I keep myself going through long shooting days, and I don't want to gatekeep, so I just had to let you all know. Visit factormeals.com slash 40 for 40% off your first order. That's what that oh that's what that does to you. <laughs> a, oh whoa whoa oh, look at that. involuntary involuntary wow. Did you love the search for the perfect rental on a Friday night? Did your parents have all the premium channels so you watched movies you had no business watching at a young age? I know I did. Welcome to Mike and Anthony's Soda Pop Culture Club. Me, Mike, along with my co-host, Anthony. 12 ribs my ass. (laughs) My favorite. 12 ribs my ass. You did it better. (laughs) Bring our take. It doesn't matter. It's still fucking awesome. He's better than me. Oh, I did, yes, but I'm stuck. <laughs> Bring our take on a classic movie every Monday from the 80s, 90s, and beyond, during which we will play the game and open up a six pack of our favorite scenes, maybe more. We also point out a couple of generic scenes, maybe more as well. At the end of the show, we'll rate the movie one to 24 cans. One can is Clyde eating all your Oreos and shitting in your house. And 24 Cans is getting a pair of nice melons from the fruit stand. But before we get to all that, we want to let you know we have a Patreon. And we want to encourage you to join it and help support the show. And for as little as $5 a month, you get bonus patron-only episodes and much, much more. We have also plan on making most of our back catalog patron-only. But if we can get 10 patrons by October, we'll keep them up for all to hear uh let me break this down too just to relate this to some people real quick think about this way five bucks a month you get bonus content from us that other people won't get just cancel one of your subscriptions to something that you don't fucking watch you know you don't watch fucking hulu and hbo max and all of the shit that you've got at the same time discovery plus yes yeah i mean we can name them all just just uh cancel britbox Uh, you pay for that annually, but yeah. Well, I don't care if you pay for it annually or not. Cancel Britbox. But if, but here's what I want to tell you. If you are a patron, we listen to your suggestions. So if you want us to do a movie, that would be a good way to suggest it. 
But you can still do a fast pass and send us $25 to our Venmo or PayPal, which is at Soda Pop Culture Club. And not only do we have our Patreon, we still have our website, sodapopcultureclub.com, where you can buy merch, make those movie suggestions, and see our schedule, which is awesome. And a couple more things. Don't forget to share the show with your friends. Check out our Instagram, at Mike and Anthony, where we post dogs playing card memes. Playing cards, you know? He says the dumbest shit, you guys. Actually, he makes all the stuff I say, up. is it true? Actually, we try to post clever memes that go along with our movies we discuss. So if you go there, you'll probably see some funny shit. You might find it funny, or you'll say Mike's such a juvenile. Finally, we dogs licking peanut butter off of stuff <laughs> that they shouldn't lick peanut butter off of. <laughs> Finally, we need you to go to Apple Podcasts and hit us up for a five star, any star review, and a comment. It would be super awesome, and it helps this show out on that particular platform. And Anthony, tell the people what we're doing. We're gonna do the movie that you're gonna play the trailer for. I don't know why you do this anymore. Uh, First you know, of all, you're... let me start bitching about a couple things because I'm about to open a six pack of whoop ass on your stupid ass. Because you I, say, okay, we're going to do a six pack or maybe I should probably more. mute him and just hit the or trailer generics, or maybe more like what's this maybe more shit. Why can't you follow now, a fucking guideline? We have things in place for a reason. If you guard... put more than six in, it's not a six pack. Do you understand that? Think of it like Maybe this way. Doing this. What are we going to do today? And you always play the fucking trailer. So the, play that before I even say what we're going to do. So why do you say, Anthony, uh, what are we doing today? Because you know you're going to play the fucking trailer. Listen to me. Listen to me. The 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 six pack and the generic, it's kind of like right on the, on the road, right? You have the lines on the right and the left tell you where to, what, where to stay on the road. But sometimes you go into the shoulder, okay? And that's what we do. Sometimes we go a little off the road so that we can share a little more. That's all. Sometimes no. we're a wide load. Sometimes Listen, we're a wide load. If you're going to be drunk podcasting, then I will give you that. I'll let you swerve a little bit. <laughs> if you're doing the shit sober, you got to stay in the lines. Are stay you ready in your to, lane. Are you ready to hear this trailer? Play man. the goddamn trailer. Clint Eastwood will turn you every which way but you should turn me every which way but you in his newest film, back with action, adventure, and fun. Clint Eastwood will turn you every which way but loose. Every which way but Rated BG. Everyone that's been with us since the beginning, we're almost going to call this a one-off episode, I would say, because it's pretty fucking different than anything we've done up to this point, because um, <laughs> fucking Milk Dud over here wanted to do a trucker series, and what? which I don't know why this would have been included on a trucker series per se, because he's not a fucking trucker. Uh, he, well, he is. He acts a truck driver, and he, he and in the next one, which we're going to do, a mobile truck home. Any which way you can is the next one, which I never we're doing. said I'm doing that. Wait, you, uh, you are. No, no, I'm not. Hey, no, I'm not. I am allowed to veto whatever the fuck and I want to veto. No, but we're doing the no, second one, which is way more steeped in the truck. No. It's more. It's more. It's more Clyde. There's more Clyde. Right now. There's I'm more Clyde. Right fucking now. If this episode hits top five for downloads well and, it's... and in the first week of any other episode we've done then i will do the sequel if it gets into the top five <laughs> for downloads of any other episode we've done in a in the first week don't make me cheat only the then don't, don't you make... cheat the fucking system don't you, you triple stamp I... a double stamp don't you triple stamp a double stamp all right so here it is any which way but loose uh, here's a breakdown by the numbers directed by James Fargo, starring Clint Eastwood, Sandra Locke, Jeffrey Lewis, Beverly D'Angelo, and Ruth Gordon. 
Every Which Way But Loose was released on December 20th, 1978, taking in 104.3 million, million at the box office against a $5 million budget. Four million of that was for ape training. It scores 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. I just want to say that this movie did a lot of money and it's it and did. its sequel did a lot of money. That's why it's really interesting to do these movies because they're um what I was gonna tell you is that it's like our urban cowboy, really the this real weird redneck style of movie and yes a little bit country fied started, I think, around Smokey and the Bandit right before this. And they kind of had these movies here that were part of it. And I think Urban Cowboy was the culmination of taking all that redneck lifestyle and putting it into an urban chic environment. And then after that, yeah. you really didn't see it as much. It is it kind really of like did. its own subgenre. It is. That's why, that's why I find it interesting. And it's I like think it, it's huge. Redneck found footage. Yeah, it's like huge, though. Think about how big that is. $104 million on a $5 million budget in the 70s. I that gotta, is unheard of, unless you're Grease or Jaws. I gotta wonder too. Was just nothing else out that week in the theaters? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like you watch this, and you're like, was there any competition for this? I mean, we can uh, we can hold on a second here, and I can Google it because um, it was like, I mean, we just had Star Wars. Oh, that's the biggest thing ever, right? The biggest and, movie. It ever almost makes you time. wonder, like, did Star Wars just kick people in the butt and make them start wanting to go to the movies? So then they're like, I'm just going to go fucking see anything now in the theater. Was okay, that what let happened? Me get to De- I don't know. Let me get to December. Patience, people. He's figuring out his months. When, what day was it released? December? December 20th, 1978. Okay. So on December 20th, um, there was uh, Every Which Way But Loose, King of Gypsies, Star Crash. Were the movies, but here's the thing: what you need to know is before the week before this, or yeah, five days before this came out was Superman. So it's not like this was done in a vacuum. There was really big, really big movies out at that time, and you got to understand the money situation uh, for 1978. This was the fourth highest grossing film, oh, uh, you know, behind Superman, Grease, and Animal House. So. so I'm also going to take this a different direction. It's the holiday season. It's five days to Christmas. Do you think yeah. people just wanted to get out and don't go. completely <laughs> fucking forget about Christmas and do something, watch something that will watch make them completely the fucking forget that holiday exists for a couple of hours? You are correct. That could be the thing. But okay. here's what I got for you. I'm going to go over a fact here since we're talking about uh, the dollars think, and cents of things. You think about this. Anybody took their kids to this movie? You're <laughs> fucked because their Christmas list just changed. I want I was an only, ape, daddy. I want an ape for Christmas. I want my own I, ape. Give me a monkey, daddy. I was only four, so I did not see this one in the theaters. Well, it was uh, PG. Yeah, but I... The shit it doesn't even matter. But this is PG. It, well, we'll get into that later. Okay, PG, but, so uh, I, we'll, we'll get into... Yeah, uh, but this is the first movie to earn $10 million or more in its opening weekend. Um, so there you go. Adjusted, uh, yeah, this was at Star the time Wars didn't the do that? first, not in the first because it oh, was yeah, Star Wars did start off slow, yeah. So, this is the first movie to ever do that. Um, adjusted for inflation, this is the biggest hit of Clint Eastwood's career, and he's been in a lot of big movies back then, anyways. Oh, yeah, here's here's what I like about this the script originally was intended for Burt Reynolds, 
It came to Clint Eastwood through a secretary in the hopes he could pass it along to Reynolds, but Eastwood became interested in making the movie. So would you have liked it better with Burt Reynolds or or not? I don't know, but I would have liked it better if Burt Reynolds had played Clyde. <laughs> Is it? But, I mean, he was already in Smoking the Bandit and had fucking the dog and the and Snowman. So. Which is, makes perfect sense why they originally chose him. Like, who can work with animals? All right, that's all I got for facts on the on that stuff. Do you want to get into the game? Uh, let's do the game. Yes, and it's the game, and we all know what the game is. It's where I'm going to read three movie reviews about the movie we're doing, of course. <laughs> it would be fucking weird if I did them about something else. Might but be funner. It'd be weird. Uh, three movie reviews, and uh, two of them are fake, which, or no, two of them are real, which, uh, which, and one of them which I faked. So he has to guess the fake one, and you two can play along and see if you are better than him at this game, because you probably are. Most likely. All right. Our first reviewer, Jane Margolis of the Santa Fe Express. Bare Knuckles Bruce Fest. That leaves a lot to be desired. Ian Nathan, Empire Magazine. Clint doing roughneck humor with an orangutan. What's not to like? Stacy Lynn Wilson of StacyWilson.com. Every which way but good. Those are your three. Dun, dun, dun. It is the first one. And why is that? Because I watched Breaking Bad start to finish, bitch. Oh, he fucking nailed it for once. Oh, I didn't know. See, I tried. I tried to as put it As soon as I him. fucking heard that name, you were done. I was done as soon as you heard that name. Damn. Shouldn't I? I, should, I flew too close to the sun. I you flew did. too you close. You really to the did. <laughs> you got but too I, close to your monkey. But if it wasn't her name, if I just said some other name, like Bill Hadley or something, would you have, would you have looked, would the, the review's been harder to pick. I didn't really listen to the reviews after the first one. Oh. I was like, that's fucking it. Because I thought, you know, mine was Bare Knuckles Bruce Fest that leaves a lot to be desired, but then um, the one every which so, way but good. I'm going to tell you, if it hadn't been for the name, that first review I would have thought was real because that's how I feel about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they wrote that for me. Yeah, see, I, see, I channeled you when I wrote that. All right, are we ready to do all this? We are, but real quick, we're going to take a quick break. Please stay tuned, guys. Philo Beto is a truck driver who lives in a small house with an orangutan named Clyde behind his brother, Orville, and his mother. Philo makes money on the side as a bare-knuckle fighter. He is often compared to a legendary fighter named Tank Murdoch. One night, Philo becomes smitten with Lynn Halsey Taylor, a country music singer he meets at a local honky-tonk. She cons him out of money and leaves town. Along the way, he has a run-in with a motorcycle gang called the Black Widows. Philo also has a run-in with an LAPD cop named Putnam, with whom he gets into a fight with at the Palomino. Both the officer and the widows learn of Philo's trip to Colorado and head off to find him. Orville, along with the woman named Echo, Orville picks up Echo. at a fruit store. Orville picks up at a fruit stand. Also join Philo on the trip. 
Oh, man, this is a lot yeah. of the movie in that first explanation. It is, it is a lot, yes. Because <laughs> um, we just want to talk about certain points, so we're just going to give you like an overall. This That's... is like this is the back of the VH box, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going to give you the back of the VHS box. Uh, I've got some more, but um, yeah, I pretty much I told so, you I made this one uh, cut down in the first. I got <laughs> I got to tell you first of all, the the names of everything in this movie are just mind boggling. Because first you have. Philo Doe. <laughs> Philo. Yeah, but that Philo. is a that is a name that was common. It at one makes point. me think of Philo Doe. Yes, it does. Doe. It makes you. And then we've got the Palomino, which I can't not think of Jamie Palomino when I hear that. That's that all is I can correct. think about. That's all I can think yeah. about. And yeah. we've got Orville Redingbacher. Yeah, it makes you think of popcorn. Exactly. And then Putnam, the cop. Because that yeah. just makes me think of Putnam County. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, we're Ohio people. I will be again soon. Actually, I will be by the time this episode airs. I'll be back in Ohio. He will. All right. Um, so I'm going to right away. Let me throw down my first six pack. All right. All right. The Black Widows biker gang. Not because it's good, but because they are such a god awful, horrible gang. It's so pathetic. <laughs> but it did make me realize I would love to see a movie. And I'm talking like this is Infinity War shit. Okay. The, oh, Okay. The Black Widows versus the T-Birds from Greece versus the Greasers from the Outsiders versus the Drapes from Crybaby. Woo! There's your Infinity War right there of shitty-ass gangs. That is... That is... is, I I think the Greasers from Outsiders is kind of an outlier because they would kick everybody's ass because they actually can fight. No, because of one reason, and you know what it is. What? Patrick fucking Swayze's on that team. No! because of fucking everybody are you kidding me you know, patrick swayze could beat all these people up hello we got the karate kid in that fucking gang he could yeah, kick well, everybody's yeah, ass patrick swayze and the karate and, kid and fucking he, over and he did fucking kill somebody in that movie <laughs> yes he did he, he did. fucking killed himself <laughs> a soch do you know who made um, that movie so it would be uh um yeah um cobla yes all right uh, it's like jesus christ um, I'm just making sure you sorry, know. I'm, I'm going off in my thing here, though, still. But <laughs> I, so here's what I, I'm going to say this about the movie, though. It, it is really funny because my dad watched this all the time. Oh, yeah, so we I, all did. So I've seen so much of it. And I was like, I forgot how much of this fucking movie I actually remembered watching this again to do this episode. But <laughs> one thing I realized and it hit me, I was like, if I had just watched this episode for the first time ever. Like, just, you know. Yeah. Like I did, if if it had been the first time ever and I didn't know anything about it, yeah, I would have fucking bet money that it was directed by John Waters. Oh yeah, this, this is a John Waters, such a John Waters style of movie. Although he doesn't push the the, it doesn't push the sexuality in any no, way. But it literally is like like they took Urban Cowboy. If they'd have that script and said, John Waters, direct this. This is what you would have got. With the well, urban cowboy we with eight. the monkey. We need an eight, first of all. And we need this really slick gang. <laughs> a, re- a really inept gang. And you know, the, f- the head of the gang has to have a big flowing white scarf. But you know something? That guy was in a lot of movies with Clint Eastwood. I forget his name. Yeah. But I was reading his Wikipedia, and he he was like he was a lot like what that gang leader really would be because he was anti-government. Like anti social security cards and license, and he was with and, the same and conspiracy theorists, like a, loom, a world one world order conspiracy theorist. He was one of those people, so so he was so, one of the tag alongs in movies, so they were with the same, 
Yeah. They, I wonder if they had the same deal with the same. No, he know why he put him in his movies because he had a mean uh, uh, face, and so he was always the mean guy in all the movies. Yeah, he scared the so. shit out of me. But he's uh, but he's dead now. He died in two thousand nine in his sleep. Yeah. So there you go. That sucks Rest for him. Yeah. Yeah, but he probably lived a good life. I mean, he got to be in some cool movies like hey. this one. This is a cool movie, and what I like about this movie is I love this opening in the bar. Um, I like how it opens. It takes us to the bar, and then but and then you see Philo sitting down, getting a drink, grabbing some nuts. But I don't understand what is Big Al's problem with Philo taking those nuts. I mean, they are bar nuts, right? Yeah, and. The- uh, I don't understand. They're bar nuts. He's drinking. Why can't he take nuts? I don't get it either. He bought beer there. He's a paying customer. Or is it just Big Al's one of those assholes? Like he Big is Al kinda... was an asshole. And yeah. Big Al got what he deserved. Yeah, it. Uh, like I say, I think what it was is just to let us see him kick some ass. And so that Big Al could do that weird, like he gets punched and, and is sliding down the jukebox and you see his, him, his fingers on the button so that the song comes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was kind of obvious. Like, you know... <laughs> Like play a 12. Um, yeah, I don't get it either. There's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in this movie. I don't get, but yeah, I don't understand <laughs> that. Why are you just trying to start a fight to start a fight? I and mean, I wonder if it's like, do you think it's something where Clint Eastwood, where Philo's character, he's got a reputation for being such a good fighter and somebody, people just want to take a shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, like no, he's no, he's no tank Murdoch, but yes, don't you take those nuts. He's he's no Tank Murdoch, but he's tough. <laughs> he would have fucking killed Tank Murdoch. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll talk about that later. But but I'll say this: he he, you know, we had to see him kick some ass. Now, what what is weird about this movie? And I don't know about you. Like you said, we probably watched this when we were really young, right? Yes. Because yeah. this probably was on HBO nonstop because they didn't have a ton of titles. But all you really remember is Clyde, for the most. But part. that's the thing I was going to say. The first movie I probably remember Clint Eastwood being in is this movie. So it shaped my image of Clint Eastwood. I thought he was a goofy guy that hung out with an orangutan. Yeah. Not the Deadpool guy, not not Dirty Harry. That's not the When I saw that, I was like, "Oh, he was a westerns guy and he was a tough guy." I thought he I thought he was a, you know, he's tough like a boxer, but he had a monkey. <laughs> That's like what I thought. It's funny too because I mean, it's really crazy to think about because that's career suicide for a lot of actors. Like when you oh. decide to share top billing with an animal in a movie, a lot of times it's hard to fucking come back from that. Uh, well, yeah, you know, um, Dennis some, Leary did that. Some Operation Dumbo drop. Yeah, and he's he had a good career on TV after it. He's had but a not good in film, career, but he's not. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, he was the dad in the Sandlot, and that was about it. No, <laughs> no, I'm just, he, no, he's had a good career. But I'm saying, like, you know, you look at some of the shit that people have done with animals. It's like, you're done. Toby Maguire, Seabiscuit. You're done. That's different. That was a horse. That didn't <laughs> fucking, that was a horse. He was on Although, a horse riding a horse. This wasn't like a Turner and Hooch thing for him. It wasn't you, I don't, Turner and Seabiscuit. When you were a kid, did you watch the movie black stallion? I'm sure I, I did. I, I watched that. And I remember that. that so vividly. I went, tried to watch it again and it, and I would do it on here, but it's kind of boring. <laughs> it's it's a, I mean it's 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 a tough one to get through. Yeah, I don't know how that. I had the tension span when I was that young, five six years old, to watch that. I must have been mesmerized by the young boy riding the horse. I I think when we with our Patreon, 
I, I think another thing we should add in here for our patrons, as far as bonus content, you doing episodes by yourself of the shit that you want to do that I don't want to do. <laughs> no, we're going to, no, that's the point of all this. We got it. That's why I'm doing sleep away camp two or whatever later oh, this year. Doing because, that Cause it's awesome. No, I don't like horror. You know that, but you know why I do it? But Cause hey, I care. No, I, I've told you from the beginning, if you want to veto something, go ahead. I, I don't. will not stand in I want to push myself outside do. my comfort zone. I go outside in my too. comfort zone. I've gone outside my comfort zone. I'm talking about a goddamn movie with Dirty Harry and an ape right now. What I want to know, I got a question for you. I always wondered if there really was an underworld of bare knuckle boxing. Because it reminds me of our over the top episode. Like with the sun eats the seedy underbelly of the road. Like there's this money game going on that you don't know about you know like big money arm wrestling big money bare knuckles there, i'm sure there is because he had that like, fight in this you know that was for money fight, fight, fight. It, but it it seemed you know maybe it's bigger in my mind like i told you i saw this movie at a young age maybe this bare knuckle thing and this fighting thing was bigger in my mind because it's the one of the first things i probably saw in a movie and was like oh that's cool you know you, you know but it probably was really a minor thing when you look at all movies. Oh, that really doesn't happen. But then you see things like over the top and it reinforces this myth that truckers do weird shit for money. Truckers do weird shit. Yes. (laughs) Here's the thing. Truckers do weird shit for money on the road and truckers pay money for weird shit on the road. road, The lot lizard. Yes. Um, All about the weird shit truckers do. But this bare knuckle boxing, and I wanted to call this generic for you, but I don't think you like me calling this one for you. No, no, no. You can go ahead and say what you thought it was going to be. Okay, I'll hit it. So he does his first fight, and I thought your generic would be, Anthony's generic would be, they should be more a mess after taking all those punches. Because if you've ever listened to our Fast and the Furious, he gets so angry when Don only has like a slight scratch but his head went through a fucking wall. <laughs> All right. So let me uh, now, and I do give you props for calling that out because I do have a problem with that. And like a lot of times that would be, there's a couple things here. Number one, the generic, which I'm going to give in a second here is more generic to me just because it bugs the shit out of me. But yeah, there's another like fast and furious. Shut the fuck up. That's way different. Those people should like be limbless. At the, at the end of everything, at the end of everything, every one of them should yeah. be a goddamn vegetable. Like, there's no way. Like, Dom should have missing, should be missing like nine fingers, two eyes, and both legs. Wait till we watch 10. Dom should be Lieutenant Dan at this point. <laughs> we are going to watch 10 and so, review it. You know that, right? Fuck you. That's bonus. But, I mean, it's, we have our completionists. We complete we, the whole we, thing. We will. We'll do it in like 2030. Um, my generic though is actually the bar fight when uh Philo beats up the cop. Oh, because at the last round of punches, he's just punching and punching and punching him. It's so horribly fake, and you sit there and watch him throw all these punches that are missing by eight inches every single fucking time. But like, the foley work on that's good. Like it sounds should, like they're connected. No, but you watch it. Like look at it. It's like it's eight inches difference from his fucking fist to his face. Like they should have shot that from a different angle from behind him. I don't think you know what eight inches looks like. Um, yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I know what 10 and up does, but, um, Oh, yeah, eight inches but I'm, <laughs> but I'm <chill. laughs> 
Oh, um, so yeah. uh, you're uh, a dumbass. Let me explain it this way. Whenever I'm talking to you, I don't know what eight, eight inches I'll say like. you should um, you should make this about all the fights in but, general when it comes to sometimes there are angles and things that Yeah, it was tell. just horrible. If, if you watch that again, I swear it's so bad to watch. Like I did watch it. Fucking close though. Watch that part again. It's not even fucking close. But okay. the other thing I was gonna say when you talk about how when I say people are getting beat up and they should look worse. It's a little bit different, like Fast and Furious and all the shit that they're doing. Yeah, you need yeah. more cuts and scrapes. I need to see more cuts and scrapes. These types of bar fights, though. Yeah. I'm not expecting to see a shit ton of blood. When you're in a bar fight like this, first of all, you're usually not breaking skin. You're punching people. You're, you're like your bruises and shit aren't going to show up till later. You know, okay. a lot of people come out of bar fight and they still kind of look okay afterwards. You know, you always right. make it anybody you've ever fucking hit did they get bruised right away or did it take some time um the one time i exploded a guy's nose and his blood was all over my face that and time, chest. that's what i'm saying if you get their nose and yes, when i, I got into the this. car when my mother drove by to pick me up she goes what happened to you i said oh it's not my blood <laughs> okay <laughs> but i had to peel it, it. Here's the thing. It was so cold. It dried so quick. It got hard so quick that i had to peel it off my face was... that's fucking gross yeah trust me i know but he jumped me from behind and because I was sticking up for like He was picking on somebody and I stuck up for them in school that day. And this kid jumped me from behind and I finished the fight. Okay. See that I can get on board with. So, you know, I you just made sure up for somebody. Yeah. I yeah, usually bullied. what it was. This is the second time. Yeah, that really, I got like, fight usually that's usually that's what it was. This is the Not second always. time for this person though, that I had to beat someone up. I'm just going to say it. Okay. It's like, I'm my okay gosh, you know, what? It, it, and he wasn't a mouthy kid. That's the thing. He wasn't like he was doing anything to deserve it. You know what I mean? It's like they were just picking on him because he was weaker. Fucking and I don't bullies, like that. Man. Fuck bullies. That's right. I wasn't one. I was a Avenger. But I want to talk about bullying here. Actually, right. I don't know if this is bullying, but I like the idea of Orville and Philo when they go out um, scouting chicks at the local honky tonk. And, and I like it when he's sitting down with that. Like he look, they look at the two girls and he goes to sit down next to her and she is about to smoke. And she asks him, does he smoke? And he says, I don't. And that's kind of like a turnoff to her. Think about that now. Yeah. Hold on. What? I, I don't know. I mean, that right there for somebody that smokes, it's like, we have nothing in common. Really? Well, if you think about it this way in the se- late seventies, I, I don't in know, the, especially in the late seventies, everybody smoked, everybody smoked. Like you already know, you don't have anything in common with that person. They're gonna nag you. They're gonna not be fun towards what you like to do. Whatever. I don't. <laughs> okay. Think about it this way. All right. Say you're single. Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, the way you are, you're not far off. I dated a girl who smoked, and I didn't back no, in no, high no, school. No, no, no. Talk about this. Um. Well, that's probably because you liked her tits. You made concessions in high school. <laughs> I did. Okay. I did. There you go. I made concessions. I called it. Okay. She tasted like menthol, but no, no, no. hey, you know, there were some this. good times to have. Let's just say, <laughs> say you were single, um, which again, pretend. Let's just go, you know, a couple years in the future after your wife divorces you. You're single. You're doing Ooh. like a, you're doing a speed dating thing. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I'd be good at that. And then somebody you see out of their purse, watchtower sticking out. A little late reading. What the, what's the watchtower? Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, 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 oh. See, you should have said the fountainhead see after that? our okay, dirty dancing. You see the watchtower <laughs> sticking out. 
do you uh, automatically? Oh, that's I, smoking in the seventies for somebody who didn't smoke. I want nothing to do with you. Here's the thing. Um, as you know, I'm an atheist and I'm slightly, I could be slightly militant at times about it. If I saw that and thought I could pick them up and then different, you would do it all intentionally though. Yes. Cause you'd want to fuck with them. <laughs> yes, or, yes, I would. That's I would different fuck though. With them. <laughs> That's different. But as far as like an actual relationship with somebody, you're done. I I do everything I could to see them naked I'm and saying, then say, ha ha ha. I then, saw you naked. I witnessed it. <laughs> I witnessed. <laughs> but that's, the, that's so bad. That's no, so you can bad. understand though. Like, I mean, smoking is one of those things. Like, people, you know. Yeah, I get it. No, I, I mean, there's a, those people are going to clash usually. But you know what? That that's great. But what I do like is while she goes out to get her cigarette, though, he gets some teeth from Orville, and I want to know where they got the spare teeth to put in her soup. Where did he could get be, those teeth? Could be his mom's. Yeah, I, I guess, but why do you bring him with you? That's the question. For just such an occasion. <laughs> oh this is not, man, this is not their first rodeo with this. I don't think. No, but but this you know, has he... happened before, and the, it's happened before where they were pissed they didn't have teeth to put in the chowder. So they're like, you know what? Next time we're gonna put some teeth in the chowder. <laughs> but here's the thing for it. Here's what I like though. After they get done, he's holding the teeth, and he says, "Looks like this wild clam got in her soup." or wild clam or something got away. And, and I wondered if he was low key talking about the girl too. Like, you know how you can call a girl, a clam as a bad term. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wonder if he was like, not just talking about the teeth when he said that, cause it's a PG movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that wild clam here. <laughs> well, it might be one of those even kids movies. Now they could put some adult humor in there that kids don't understand. So you got that. Now I've got a generic, I'm going to hit my generic now because this is when this happens. So my generic is when Sandra Locke or Lindsay Hall Taylor or whatever her name is. Halsey Taylor. Lynn Halsey Taylor. Lynn Halsey Taylor. Comes out and sings. She can't sing. She's not singing. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Well, she's not singing country music, which I'm not a fan of, but I know it when I hear it. And that sounded like shit. Wasn't twangy enough. It's she's totally wrong for. I actually thought when I heard her, I was like, maybe she should have been doing new wave because at 78, it's right at the cusp of that start. Like maybe she could have done that, but she did not. She was like, I don't know, mouthing it. She wasn't singing it. I don't know how to put it. It's you like she was new wave at that honky tonk was going to fly. But that's the weird thing. Where's that honky tonk located? Where is it? Huh. In LA of all fucking places. Dude, there's probably still honky tonks in LA today. Whatever. This world needs <laughs> more good honky tonks. Holy shit. Did I ever tell you? Oh, God. This is going to be a story. Okay. Uh, not really a story. Just the fact that I actually went. I went to, I think, I guess you could kind of call it the closest thing to a honky tonk. It was called Ghost Riders. Oh, right. Rider, okay. Ghost Riders in um, the sky. Like, this was, like, years ago. Like, I was Blues dating. Brothers this. 2000. Remember that when they did the song? Yes. Get I was, I was <laughs> dating this girl who was from Pennsylvania. Woo! And uh, so, did you guys I go Dutch to visit her? And God, I wish I had. I went to visit her. She took me to Ghost Riders, which is this big fucking like line dancing bar. Oh, heel toe, dosy do. Oh my God! Yeah, come um, on, yeah, baby. Think about like so. <laughs> now, I'm like 
kind of probably pretty much my pacey witter phase at this point because i remember being there in a hawaiian shirt oh wow hawaiian shirt phase at a <laughs> line dancing bar not knowing really what the fuck i am doing there was the juice worth the squeeze was no. she okay wow no. okay <laughs> no 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 Oh man, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I don't know if any juice is worth that squeeze to go to fucking uh, wine dancing. I could, well, I can dance, so I I could get away. I could do it. Matter but... if you dance line dancing. I know. I don't line dance bar if that's what you call it. I don't, I don't ever line it's dance. Big. There's a lot of country music playing. I didn't fucking like it. Wasn't comfortable. I don't ever want to do it again. I don't do the electric slide. I don't do that. That one clap three times. You know. Yeah. Four times, you know, I don't do that shit. So, oh, I, I, I don't. Dun, I mean, not even, dun, 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 you know, not even dun, dancing. I still cringe just thinking about my bar days, just trying oh. to do regular dancing to club music. Oh god, but I cringe. I did mention before I did. we should do fucking Coyote Ugly just because, <laughs> just because. Um, no, <laughs> I, no, that's a veto. Okay. I do want to I, actually. I want to get back to this. I want to call out the first run-in with the widows for Philo when he's at the yeah. light and they throw the thing at him and they piss him off. Philo is like Terminator Two. I loved it <laughs> coming after I them. Loved that. Uh, but I only think that it makes it weird is that the monkey, uh, the monkey see monkey do song. And when that song comes on, monkey yeah. see. <laughs> too. like they make it weird man and that's that's a problem in the 70s you know uh i don't it's kind of funny you say that because um our last episode when we did dirty dancing check that out if you if you haven't yet but great. it was kind of the same thing where how many songs could they play in that movie with baby in the song but it was but they were good not but this still, every fucking <laughs> song was either baby in it or big girls don't cry which no, they had baby. these arms of mine. Okay, but most of the songs <laughs> had baby in it, which I get baby is in a I'm lot a of songs, man. but still. It's almost like Ooh, overkill. baby, I'm a love man. See, yeah, I, I do. I gotta say, like, it was kind of like just road rage justified. But I think reason they show us this, and, and not just to establish his feud with the Widows, is that it shows his obsessiveness and how he yeah. takes things to the edge. Absolutely. But at the and same time, hey, somebody throws something in your car, they should not be able to get away with it. I you agree with that. For, especially for no fucking reason at all. But in this provoked, today's world, would you do, what would you do? I mean, you you probably you could get shot or something. So back then maybe I don't know. They're on motorcycles. I can take them in a car. <laughs> you're, you're, and, I'm not yeah, worried you, about that. You, you would hit him with your fucking car, okay? I'll tell you what. You throw <laughs> something at my ape, shit's going down. And you if know what? I had an ape. And, but did you? But when he talks to Lynn, did you hear how he got that ape? He saved it from a desert zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but and here's the thing: I have he he won it in, in a fight, and I wondered, did he know about apes prior to winning him? And this is something he always wanted, or was? Was this a fetish of some sort, or did he um, learn after he got Clyde? Because he knew a lot about I, apes. I don't know how much he learned or knew about apes because he lets his ape drink beer, which I do love that Clyde drinks beer. Oh, no, no, no. Only on Saturdays, right? On Saturdays. Was it Saturdays? Yeah, I believe Tuesday. only on Saturdays. 
Orville. You can't let him drink beer. Uh, Only yeah. on Saturdays, yeah. man. Give me that. I'm driving anyway. <laughs> Give me the beer. <laughs> Give me the fucking beer, man. Uh, speaking of beer, so the so he's out with Lynn and Orville in that diner. Yes. And the widows come show up again, and they send her a beer, and he drinks her fucking beer. Is that a dick move? When they send her the beer and he drinks it, is that a dick move? Absolutely not. Them sending her the beer is the dick move. That is the well, yeah, but but um, She's I think with he, him, she clearly. can still drink her beer. I mean, it's no. her beer. No, hell no. <laughs> but if so, if I send you a chocolate shake and and your wife gets I mean, angry, and would you, would you would you want your chocolate shake that I got on. you, or would you want her to drink it in front of me? I think you send me a chocolate shake. Yeah. Okay. Or whatever shake you, you like. twisted this fucking story all up. It's a okay. way different. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you sending me a chocolate shake has nothing to do remotely with this situation where two bikers are sending a woman a beer when she is clearly sitting with another man. Well, we don't know. Those two men yes, could be together. Do. In today's world, those two men could be together. Motherfucker, this was in the 70s. You don't do that shit. You don't do that today. You send a drink to somebody and you see they're sitting with somebody else. No, you don't do that. That's ballsy. It's poor etiquette. Well, I think you let them have the beer, but go kick their ass. That's all. Oh, no, I let her the have beer. the beer. Let her have no, no, no. Or buy another one and say, here's your beer. I'm going to drink this one. I got to tell you, no, absolutely not. First of all, if I'm Clint Eastwood, and I say that because if I was like in shape like Clint Eastwood at this point. He is a bean pool back I'm then. Drinking, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you kidding me? He was fucking ripped. He was in decent shape, but he wasn't like, like fucking Van Damme or some shit with like muscles rippling here. Come on, man. Clint Eastwood back then could have kicked Van Damme's ass. <laughs> well, no, he couldn't. Um, Van Damme yeah. would have whooped his ass. Actually, no. I did. Chuck I'll Norris right. would have whooped his no, ass. No, I will tell you right fucking now, because you know what would have happened? Clint Eastwood back then, in the shape he was in, yeah. versus Van Damme, would have been Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, Brad you're Pitt. talking like Brad Pitt style? Brad Pitt fight scene, yes. <laughs> Where you could just take anything and beat the fuck out of you? <laughs> no, but when he fought... um. Bruce Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been that would have been Clint Eastwood against Van Dam. All right. Okay. Keep Whatever in mind, you... Clint Eastwood's got about three feet on Van Dam. I agree. So anyway. Now I want I want to get back to this thing maybe, though. Maybe that'll be bonus content. Who would win in a fight? <laughs> we'll start picking out these random people. <laughs> Who would win a fight? I sent you a, a some things to talk about. We'll but, talk about, but yeah. But not right now, but they're really cool. Hey, um, I love the sounds of this fight because they're sitting in there waiting and it's like, oh, it's about time. Uh, but what I want to talk about is Philo. He's a little unscrupulous. Um, he basically is chop shopping the bikes he stole from these people. I, like, I don't call that unscrupulous because, first of all, he's this is more like a Robin Hood thing, even though well, it is. Eh, he broke some laws the he, last time when he, he stole a robbing, street sweeper. and But he's robbing from the dicks to give to the poor. Who's the poor? Lynn Halsey Taylor? As far as he knows, she needs it. <laughs> okay. First of all, what's he doing? What did he do? He chopped their bikes. He took two hooligan dipshit gang members off the streets because they don't got their bikes. Anymore. I think he took all four of their bikes, though. Four bikes, though. So totally. he's doing a service. This is a public service. I guess he, uh, if you want to call it that, but he he broke laws when he accosted the street sweeper guy and stole his vehicle and then and then let had to be drive it into a, a train station 
That had yeah, to be done. Right. Had hey, to be listen, done. Keanu jacked a fucking car to go stop the bus in speed. It had to be yeah. done. Oh, whatever. And <laughs> had he to be jacked done. it from the poor guy that was going to end up being... Eddie Griffin? Was that Eddie uh, Griffin? In no, there? it wasn't Eddie Griffin, but it was a poor dude that was going to be Elizabeth Berkeley's love interest, pseudo love interest in Showgirls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he looks like Eddie Griffin, but it's not, not Eddie, Eddie Griffin. Griffin. No, no, no. He looks. I, I forget his, his name. name he's been. He, he's been in South Central. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Boston. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Now I. This is now later on after all that he does. I love the scene we get here when. Clyde, Clyde, just Clyde. Clyde is awesome. I like it when he kisses his mother and then when Clint Eastwood walks by him, he does the trick where he bang and then he falls and he acts like he's dead. I just, Clyde, you know, these little moments you have in yeah. here with Clyde are just amazing. And that's so gonna, But I think I want to hit you. Hit me, but first, uh, Glenn Plummer. Is Glenn Plummer. Okay, that's let me hit your six pack. Let me hit your six pack. Clyde, it has to be Clyde. Like, Every time he hugs someone or makes a face, it makes you want to own an ape. Even though you're you're going to realize later, no, I can't own an ape. It's way too much. I can't even fucking own a dog. I can't stand having a dog right now because she pisses me off. But anyway, um, yes. Imagine what an ape would do. Well, they're they're um, his name is Manus, but they have uh, a puberty just like humans, and so, so they go a little nuts during puberty time. He is and, like. And when we do the second one, you'll uh, just let you know. Don't you quit. Manus is not in that one because he got a little too old because he hit that stage and they had to use a couple different. Uh, I already eight. told you the condition if we do the second one. Well, like he, like, like I'm just letting them know that we're Don't doing say it. When. But, say if. Oh, I'm letting them know we're probably not. So I want them go. to know that that we are we deliver the best. No, I, we will deliver if it's warranted. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Now we see the bike gang meet up after he stole some bikes and they're talking. And what I want to talk about, did you, here's why being PG is strange as well. Did you notice all the Nazi symbols? Like they were wearing like the Nazi stuff. And in the background, you can even see kind of hint of a swastika flag. So it made me wonder, like, is this, I mean, we were so okay with our kids seeing that shit. They were were the bad guys. (laughs) But they were goofy not we not that's to be taken seriously and that's why you could get away with it okay you, you deflate, think that's okay when you deflate it and you take out all of the you you're not enforcing any of the bad hatred or anything like that you're making them slapstick then you can get okay. away with it i think that's how you can do it i guess so so i want to get to the money so he gets the money right he mm-hmm. sells the bikes yeah. And they go shopping. What did you think? Because I'm going to hit my six pack here. All right. The white jumpsuit. Mm. <laughs> what did you think of the white jumpsuit on Lynn Halsey Taylor? I think it looked better on Elvis. Uh, well, yeah. Although I think she has a better rack. You know. Oh, not not later age Elvis. Um, I think he had a better rack as he got older. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Later um, in, <laughs> no, I look. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> jumpsuit, was it two seventies? Listen, jumpsuit. Um, Elvis and Black Widow. I think that's about it as far as who can pull that off. Yeah, maybe yeah, Dolly okay. Parton. 
oh, think she's done it before. That that's burst, different. That's she a different has. Story. She has. I think that's you're right. Story that too, but um, I think that's about it. I think I want to do the best little whorehouse in Texas. Though. The jump, the jumpsuit. Oh God, it's one of those like you gotta, you gotta <laughs> look. It, the jumpsuit is one of those things you gotta fucking mean it when you wear it. Yeah, okay? I don't think she meant it when she no, wore no, no. it. She didn't just 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 fucking do it. She didn't just do, do that. it. Just do you it. Know, just do it. It was it's like. To me, it was more like, oh, I think people will like this. No, you got to own that shit. If you're going to wear a jumpsuit, you have to do it with a purpose. I, I agree. I, I agree. Or I if mean, you're Dolly Parton, you do it with purposes. Well, hers is for performing, so I guess she has one. But, but yeah, uh, the jumpsuit just needs to. But I thought it was kind of, you know, hot for late 70s, right? That's not so bad. Only because it had a zipper. And some sequins. Only because it had a zipper. It's a one zip trip. Yeah, to do the one dip. zipper's all you need. <laughs> now here's what I want to get to. So after they go shopping, everything, um, this is uh, and, and this is when the shit gets weird, right? So this is they're when, going when she performs. Gets, wait, this is when it gets weird. Well, you know it, what I it, mean. Hold on, we've, we've already <laughs> met. We've already met the Black Widows. We've met Clyde, but this is where it gets weird. Here's the thing: we haven't even talked about the plot, and here's the plot. Is, the is plot there is, one? I still is, don't know if there is. There is a plot around a situation. So the plot here is he uh, he goes to the bar with her. She performs, and they're going home, and she's uneasy. And all of a sudden, someone shoots at him while they're on their way home, and then he finds out when they pull up to the thing that it was actually Skylar, this boyfriend that I never understood the explanation of, but she gave an explanation. I'm like, if I was him, I'd be like, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? But, but he finds out that Skylar's shot at him and she says, don't go kick his ass, you know, because you know, he didn't mean it. I can, you know, I'll, I'll leave with you tomorrow. Everything will be fine. There was, yeah, yeah. You saw him later in the movie. I, but was that Skylar? There were two guys at the end of the movie. There was the one she was trying to rope again, just like him. And the second guy that came out that was Skylar. Was there, was it, did we identify him as Skylar? I don't know. Well, I don't know if that's his name, but it is, but it is the guy. Here's my question though. Is there a Skylar or is whoever Skylar was who she made up saying bad things about Clint Eastwood or Philo? To him to make him shoot at him was she no, playing everybody? No, no, no. It was it was a uh, it was all planned. It was a con from the beginning. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. was she conning everybody? Do you think? Not him. No, I don't think she's conning the one guy. She is not conning the because she's she obviously was conning another guy later on in the movie when Eastwood caught up. But right here, if I were Eastwood, I'd say fuck this. He just shot at me. I'm going into that house and I'm going to do what I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck his shit up. That's that's just me. I I'd be fucking his shit up. <laughs> Cuz you know That's hey. what you do. <laughs> oh, but here's the thing. He drops her off that night. He goes to get her the next morning and then he gets a note. He should have just taken that fucking hint right there in my opinion. Like she played him good. And I think at that point he was assuming she was taken against her will after the story he heard. Chicks see, be, that's a big assumption because that we don't know. See any we of that? Don't. He's assuming that chicks can be manipulative. No, he man. said this is the fucking... only woman who moved me or whatever. He's being a dumbass, is what he is. It was the jumpsuit. 
<laughs> You're right, though. She can be manipulative shit. She manipulated him. Uh, she manipulated him. She manipulated him. <laughs> now, here's what I want to get to is the, the run-in with the cops. And I don't think this movie does any favors for cops. Or women. Because... Uh, uh, <laughs> When you're in the bar, he starts some shit. And he says, oh, we got to call the cops. And he finds out he's beating up the fucking cops. Who do you Wait, call when actually, the cops? He's not beating up the cop because none of those punches landed. Don't forget. He's but not you know beating up I, the cop. But you know what you I know, mean? If anything, he was fanning him with his fist. <laughs> well, but who do you call when the cops are the bad guys to to fix your situation? Ghostbusters. Uh, I guess because to me, that's fire department. Um, yeah, because that to me is the problem with all this is that you can't. Who do you call when the cops are the problem? Well, isn't That's, that a problem in a lot of places? Yeah, like even now. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. It, it's still a problem in some like cases. You get, I mean, no, it's in a lot of cases. You can't even call on the local level. You get one fucking cop that doesn't like you. You're pretty much fucked. Yeah, yeah. If they don't like you personally, you're fucked. Yeah. I well yeah and, and in this movie what's really interesting is he fuck he he's fucked in a, Philo is fucked in a way that all these people want to get him all the widows and now the cops and it's really strange like it, it's <laughs> it's just really strange but this is where we get to some of the greatest parts of this movie in my opinion one of the best parts and that's at the uh, fruit stand um, yes. and <laughs> and that's where uh, Orville comes on to uh, Echo Echo. Echo. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo, but the seventies movie, cause the set, the seven, this is a seventies movie and it can't help the silliness. And the orangutan is part of that. The monkey see monkey do song. And now this with the nice cantaloupes joke, like, like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't get around that. Well, that's, they don't call her Beverly double D'Angelo for nothing. Is that it's, really what I don't call her that? For nothing. <laughs> uh, no. So I no, I got a question though. Seriously, and I know that was wrong, but I, I I'm saying that out of admiration because um I was a big Beverly D'Angelo fan from the National Lampoons movies. Yeah. She was hot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she was. Um the the man. beginning of uh, Euro the Euro European vacation one where she does the dance. Oh. Oh yeah. dude, done. Like Done. Shawing. <laughs> I mean, you know, a young like boy that, watching that. Oh, oh. God. Yeah, as a young boy watching that, I was like, "Oh shit, that's what that." Oh, that's what that does to you. <laughs> oh, that. whoa, whoa! Oh, look at that. Involuntary, involuntary. Wow. Um. <laughs> oh, I got a question though. When they're at the fruit stand, yes. To get rid of that old lady, why would why would someone run away because they learned you have the clap? I don't understand that. Like I told her you had the clap. Why would she run? She's not going to fuck you. Um, I can tell you right now why. Okay. The same reason people would run from someone with AIDS back in the eighties or anything else where there's an uneducated dipshit that thinks they'll catch a disease from getting looked at in the wrong way. That's why. And a side note, I really fucking hated that lady. She was so damn annoying. I wish something else had happened to her. I'm trying to look at you the wrong way. Oh God, I'm going to catch whatever you got. Give you whatever I got. (laughs) I don't want anything you got, but I'm scared I'm going to catch it now. (laughs) Yeah, fuck that lady. Pause. Need to get some more back medicine here. Oh, let me rub you down, dog. No, not with this. Too expensive. 
What is what is it? Knob Creek or uh, this is Weller Special Reserve. Not all right. Not Weller Twelve, which I want to get some. That's the one I told you about. That was yeah. like like Pappy Van Winkle. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle. This is the Special Reserve, but it is quite delightful and very smooth. And all right, help my back right now. So Anthony but, sucking down the Weller. Oh, yeah. Which brings me to this casual drinking and driving. There we go. Because after they get done with the fruit stand, he has that big fucking bag of fruit for some reason. And 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 Clyde brings him a beer immediately while he takes off driving. What the fuck, man? It's it is it's crazy. The, like you've got so much going like and again, PG movie. Keep in mind. Yes. So we've got Philo driving at one point, stumbling out of his truck to get Clyde laid. Yes. And this is before Google Maps. So he's fucking drunk, driving in the dark, out of town, and somehow knows how to get to the zoo wherever he's at, which, whatever. (laughs) Okay, suspend disbelief. But I got to give mention to the Black Widows with the drinking and and riding when they're on the bikes, and you got the one riding in the back holding a beer out in front for the guy in front to get a sip. And then we pan to the other guy with the sidecar that's been converted into a traveling beer cooler. Hey, that's, that's game. Good stuff. That's, that's game good stuff. right there. Saying, that is the one, like, they'd be like, okay, that's cool gang right there. If I hadn't seen anything else with these dipshits throughout the movie, I've been like, that's a cool gang. That would be a reason to think but they're the cool. But, it, yeah. But this is why they're not cool. They go to that one diner to try and find Philo. And they start some shit. And this is where you find out they're awesomely pathetic, right? Oh, yes. Um, They tried to cheat when they were fighting. Like that one guy, they tried to jump in. And then they got their asses handed to to them. Like, like, I love it that the code was in place for those people. No one jumped into the fight. They tried to let the guy with the caterpillar hat, whatever his name was, try to finish the fight. But once someone else jumped in, they all jumped in. and, And I love that. But we do get a movie trope. It seen how many times have we seen a truck run over motorcycles, <laughs> or you know, or some something happen to people's motorcycles with a truck? And we got this in this movie a few times, more than once. Yeah, yeah. It's like every. It seems like so many times if there are motorcycles in a movie and someone gets revenge, they're getting ran over by a big truck. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much it. It's like, oh man. Now I want to talk about Mama's place because at this because now the widows are going to try. And um, go to the mama's place and all that. But did you know you can actually see that house on Google Street View? I actually looked at it and it looks identical and almost. It's still up? Yeah, you can see good. a fence there. That's awesome. You can see it's, it's Is, like. Uh, I, did they fix the pillar for the porch? Yeah, it's it's it got the front it, porch and everything. Got a new pillar? Okay. Yeah. Um, so. You know what? This would be something I'd like to flesh out at some point mama from this movie yeah and carol burnett from mama's family i would love a show that focused around some of the greatest mamas that we've had in movies and tv that are just comedic relief badass no she's more than that she's just a badass bitch i mean i mean that in a good way here in this movie yeah like (laughs) I'll get my six pack on that. I'd now. love to see. I'd love to see a big hangout with these characters, like the characters. I'll hit my six pack now because I do have Mama here in a minute as my six pack. I love her. 
I li- like you said, her, uh, I love mama stealing my Oreos, shitting everywhere. 12 ribs, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> she tells um, every, she tells the cops that when they come. It's, it's funny. <laughs> like, so, cause I, when I was doing my six pack, um, you had mama. Cause for me, it was either mama or Clyde for, for one of my six packs. I'm like, I gotta have one of them in there. Yes. Because they're both great. Well, yeah, yeah, they are great. And what's and, great about Mama here is when those mm-hmm. fucking black widows come and they ruin the porch, yeah. she pulls out her shotgun and starts taking out bikes. Uh, there's my other six pack. Oh, what? You want me to hit it? Hit it. That was it. Black widows visiting Mama, looking for Philo, <laughs> ruining her porch, and she pulls out the shotgun. Do not mess with that lady. And no. I love. She shoots the bikes and the bikes just fucking explode, <laughs> which probably wouldn't happen in real life. But well, if, you hey. hit the, if you hit the gas tank and they're running, I mean, Mythbusters disprove that, but it'd have to well, be a spark at the same time. And if you hit the all spark, whatever, but just saying. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I will say um, watching this movie, I think one thing that I kind of it's funny because we talked earlier about how when we're growing up, you only remember this movie for the fucking monkey. Yeah, pretty much. But I I think one thing with mom, mama and the monkey and, or the ape, excuse me. Yes. The ape. Interestingly, their character, they're not overdone. You get plenty of Clyde, but it's, you know what I mean? I think that's kind of one of the things. They didn't over Clyde it. They didn't over mama. I actually think mama in this movie I would have liked to have seen more of. I agree. But, I think when we do the second one, you'll have more of that. Shut the fuck up about that. And you'll have more Clyde. Hey, listeners, <laughs> download this episode. Get it pumped up. <laughs> if you get the pumped up kicks, we will kick into the sequel. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> I've, already, I've already got it penciled in. Go I ahead. don't give a fuck if you got it penciled in. That's what erasers are for, dipshit. Because I'll go on strike. <laughs> it's digital. Asshole. It's digital asshole. I can say no. No means no. Do you understand Whatever. that? Um, but I do like, like you said, like that it's not overbearing with the monkey. No, it's not. With Clyde. The ape. The ape. God damn it. He's a monkey. Whatever. Ape. I'm sorry. I know that's actually, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. That's like, because you're an ape. I'm stereotyping there if I call him a monkey and he's an ape. Um, but it's not, it's not a movie just about the monkey. So I do get that. Even though I got to say, probably a better movie if it was yeah yeah it if they overloaded be. you with clyde it's probably a better movie maybe i don't know if it does 100 million but <laughs> no it might do 200 million yeah it that's might true it might be the next the first avatar fuck now i will say that the one of the things i do like is the running gag with the trailer park guy at this point um he just does himself he's just he's like where'd they go <laughs> i don't know denver i think it's like we're, it's a trope but it's fun yeah 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 i kind of like him but he's always got that person off to the side that's just kind of observing observing and like okay yeah but those are the people he's like the janitor from breakfast club i know oh, he probably yeah. is he probably is but go through your lockers you don't know that but i do he knows what he needs to know um but this um Here's I want to get to this this last part before we go to the next thing, the the honky tonk montage that we got 
with uh, yeah. Eastwood out. And after all of the him going out and thinking all night, he comes back, and his big thing is Clyde needs to get laid. As smart as he seemed about apes, this getting laid scheme didn't sound smart. <laughs> didn't seem very smart. And I wonder if he should have gotten Clyde protection, because you don't know what he's going to go bring back. Well, he's wasted at this point. so He didn't seem that. wasted. He did. Did you see him stumble out of the fucking car when he drove him to the zoo? True. <laughs> he's fucking wasted. No, he was he's wasted when he came up buzzed. with this idea. He's just buzzed and uh, he's no. casually drinking no. and driving. No. <laughs> now, we're going to move on to the next section, but before we do, I do have one fact I forgot to mention. Every time Echo is introduced, her name is said twice. Yes. And I have a fact for you. What is it? Buzz driving is drunk driving. I've heard that on a commercial. Yes, you have. But back in the 70s, it wasn't. <laughs> back in the 70s, ah, eh, you know. Can you get home? Yeah. Okay, you go, buddy. All right. <laughs> and that was the uh, cop saying it after he pulled you over. Because I knew you. <laughs> Can you get home? All right. Get home. Sleep All right. All right. So the crew earns money along the way by booking fights for Philo. After a fight in a slaughterhouse, the man holding the money tries to stiff Philo. Not a good idea. Echo fires two shots from a 38, dead center into a side of beef. She lets the crowd know that she knows how to shoot, saying the second shot was to let you know the first was no accident. The next day, Philo goes for a run and runs into Lynn Halsey Taylor by random fucking chance. They make sweet, sweet love down by the fire and plan to meet the next day. Additionally, the cops trying to chase down Philo tried to sneak up on him fishing and Philo gets the best of them. Yes. Do you think this, do you think they did a meat packer because of the Rocky influence? Are you Um, talking about the sex scene? (laughs) That wrong, wrong. That would be a different type of packer. I'm talking about the, with the meat packing slaughterhouse. Okay. Yeah. The other meat packer. Do you think they Um, did that because of the Rocky influence? Cause the other fighter even does the, I want you Creed thing. And he's black. I mean, like, it's like, it's like, I don't even know how many more things we could cross over. I would have to assume they did because can you think of any movies before this where you had any kind of fight in a meat locker? No, just Rocky. That was it. And that's pretty much it. And this, and then that's it. So, that's yeah. it. Those two. That's it. This is the apex of meat locker fight scenes. I mean, it's like it would make sense too because you're adding elements to show that he can box, he can fight. So yeah, let's do something they did in Rocky. Yeah, there you go. There you um, go. Now yeah. here's what I want to say, Stop and this is. In. This isn't going to sound good based on your earlier comments, but I think the fight choreography was good in this movie. Not that I know much about it because I don't know anything about it, you know, how it's done. Yeah. Um, But they showed that, but, you know, they showed all the fights and they showed that guy's dirty side. They showed his elbows, his kidney punches and the cheating with his chain, of course, you know, all that. So yeah. it's pretty cool. It, I mean, I thought it was good choreography other than the eight inch misses on the one yeah, guy. I was going to say, but that's the thing I, I keep going back to. I'm like, so, cause some of the fight scenes, they, they were good. The fight scenes were good, but it's like, I go back to that and you couldn't fucking fix that. Yeah. Or cut that out. I wonder just if they just out. couldn't reshoot it. Like maybe that's it what out. it was. Cut it out. Yeah. Cut um, that part or out. cut that little part and it's, maybe 
Like you got to maybe zoom up on the face and make it look like he's punching somebody. And he asks a question. You have to assume with these fight scenes, I got to imagine there's a lot of footage. Yeah. Different angles, things like that. I mean, for come for Christ's sake, they use real film though. He spent $5 million on this masterpiece. (laughs) That's after the 4 million for monkey training. You got a million left for fight scenes. And that's pretty uh, much it. That's all you need. Because what else did you spend this movie? Two million for what the monkey. What else did you spend? Sixty-five cents on cantaloupes, two, and that's it. Two million it. for Clint Eastwood. You got two million for the for the ape. Two million for Clint Eastwood, and the rest is for everything else. <laughs> you think? Do you think Clint Eastwood made two million dollars for a movie in nineteen seventy-eight? I think he made a million for this, and I think he made points too. Meaning, it made a hundred million. He probably made two or three oh, million sure. on top he, of that. If he made points, that's awesome. But I think he made points. Because his name carried clout, you know he does. Yeah. He puts this movie out, even though it's made for five million. They probably knew it was going to do twenty or thirty right off the top, right? So, there you go. And then so. guess what? It went over the top. It went over the top. You're, yes, that's awesome, man. You're, I you. I did that. It. That was me. Yes, yes. Now he goes running and he runs into Lynn Halsey Taylor. She really like for a person who wants to get rid of him, sleeping with him to me was a bad signal unless she felt it was like a transactional thing. Like, Hey, you gave me all this money. I guess I can fuck you type of thing. I guess that's the way I look at it. Maybe I I look at it as women have needs too, man. She did say that later. I know, but I mean, I was going to say this earlier. Well, I did mention it. This does not put women in a good light. This movie. I would say you're wrong a little bit. I, I won't. Let me say. So we've got Jamie Lynn Spears, the country singer. Lynn Halsey Taylor. Jessica Taylor Vaughn. Yeah, whatever. Lynn Hazler. Uh, Halsey Taylor. (laughs) So first of all, when she meets, and I know it was a scam, but when she first meets Philo, so like, ooh, yeah, I'll fuck you. Basically, he's like, hey, buy me. But But my boyfriend's in there. My boyfriend likes to watch pretty much. And that was so, a real cuck move, wasn't it? It was what the fuck, dude? Like, okay, I don't <laughs> I'm know. Cuck my boy, my boyfriend likes to cuck it up. He does. Wow, cuck a doodle do. Um, so, but you've got this, and she's running the scam, and she's not a good bowler. On top of it, Jesus, that doesn't put women in a good light either, because there's hey, some great women. But bowlers. if she picks it up, she right. gets to star in her own feature on a yeah, Saturday so night. She, or so she fucking thinks. So we've got this. Then we have Beverly D'Angelo willing to leave her business for a guy that is not anywhere. I don't think that was her business. I think it was just a job. Anywhere. A job. Near, but again, a guy comes up. The first guy who is not in her league at all. Let's just admit that. Okay. Orville is not in her says, <laughs> Jeffrey Lewis basically says you're pretty more or less. Maybe she just has had low self-esteem. That's what I'm saying. And she's willing to just get in a stranger's fucking truck. With another guy that comes into the truck that she didn't even know was there. Only later to find out that night, there's a goddamn ape in the back of the truck. When she's trying to piss in the woods. When she's trying to piss in the woods. While she's trying to piss in the woods. This is what you left your fruit stand for and dropped cantaloupes (laughs) to go to this shit. 
And uh, like, what does that say about women in this movie? I, I'm kind of, I'm being serious though. Like I, I'm, uh, I, I don't I'm know in a joking way, but it's like, is this how we're depicting women back then? In Sometimes. This type of movie? Sometimes. But well, I would say Lynn Halsey Taylor is a little bit more, a little bit stronger than the echo character because she's really actually playing him the whole time. So She's not quite uh, as the wounded I, fawn type I of could, situation. Actually, I could totally disagree with you there. I'm, and uh, I will. I don't think she's, I don't think she's stronger. I think she's wittier, but I think she's weaker than okay. Echo, for sure. We already see this later when Philo, for some reason she still needs to have that guy I'm the around. Only one that wanted to take you past your bed. True. And she has a fucking meltdown. Because he's right. She yeah. is way, way, way weaker than Echo Echo. And we learn a lot more about that relationship in the next guess one. Guess what else? We already seen Echo can shoot a side of beef like a motherfucker. I, I don't remember if Echo is in the second one, though. I don't remember that one. Um, now, I want to get into the cops trying to kill Philo. I found it really cool how the cop had fish envy. <laughs> Oh, God. when he's sitting there catching and he's like her hold this it's like what the fuck let me grab that um it's like it was big fish it was actually bigger than that it, it looked like a, it was a pretty big fish uh but is it but don't you think these are la people don't you think these are such country things to do for la people these these are like la cops like you don't think like, this is so country. I don't think of L.A. like as a country place like L.A. If you told me these are people were in like northern California or out in Barstow dude. or somewhere out where they're dude. smaller neighborhoods. Dude, 1978. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, whatever. 1978. <sighs> yeah. Pre, yeah. Pre-internet. Okay. Like, we're, we're talking cavemen, basically. I'll give you that. Now... Okay. We'd only have Wi-Fi back then. <laughs> what the fuck was... If you said Wi-Fi to me back like, then, I would have said, what are you talking does, about? He doesn't mind. There's no internet. They don't know shit more than other people know shit. There's no way to... There is no World Wide Web. There's, Technically, there was at that point. surf for knowledge. Technically, the World Wide Web and email was started in 1969. And it was a backbone that was created by AT&T. Now, look, I got a story here. They weren't using and, it, though. And AT&T, and the, at one point in the late 70s, had this backbone and this prepared thing. And they said, that's not the future of how to make money. We want to keep with the phone thing. And they sold it off. Dick move. <laughs> Dumb move. But, <laughs> but you know, bad move. I, it's funny. Like, I mean, you know, I joke when I say that, but it's legit. Yeah. When we're talking about some of this stuff. I, I, I this is where we're at, and it's so fucking weird that like, like we use internet all the time, and like we grew up with it after yeah. our teen years, and like yeah. you actually like you kind of don't really realize the Stone Ages kind of era that we lived in. I lived in until like, I graduated and then kids right when I now, graduated, it's like, like kids right computers. now before the internet, I think like we were rubbing sticks together to make fire. No, we weren't. And we weren't. <laughs> we, that, but that's all we knew. Cause we couldn't Google it and find out how to make fire. So no, we somehow we learned how to do things. But you think about it, how much shit people didn't know back then. Oh so yeah. You're more succumb to fish sites. 
But I will oh, yeah. say, like, ooh, I, big fish. <laughs> Let me see. Instead of bitch slapped, though, he got fish slapped. Fish That's slapped. <laughs> but I want to say this: the, on the wheel the, of fish. The uh, the black guy he sends around the the lake when he falls and that rattler is there next to that tree, that timber rattler. Yeah, you can see the glass. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of too obvious there. That's too obvious there. But I want to hit a generic uh, here, so I got one here. All right. And it's the seventies couldn't help themselves with goofy moments, and one of them being this dumbass Tarzan yell uh, that he does. <laughs> And there was some goofy music, like I said, with the monkey see monkey. Like, they did goofy shit because the 70s couldn't help themselves. They did it in the Bond movies, and people got pissed about that. They did it in everything. The 70s didn't have the internet. That doesn't mean... That's no excuse for that. That's, that's no excuse for that. That's just not... It's just not. Are you ready to move on? There's, dude, there's no excuse for an ape in a movie. Well, yeah, there is. There's no this... excuse for the Black Widows in a movie. No. <laughs> okay. They're very close to the same type of gang that's chasing uh, the Blues Brothers. They're really Nazis, though. <laughs> I could add them into it. And, oh, I could add the Nihilists into it, too, for my big yeah. gang war, my big gang infinity war. <laughs> we got to fuck you up, Lebowski. Oh, shit. Yo, pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> all right you go ahead man oh shit this i gotta this is a movie we gotta write no why I'm not writing. i got too much other shit to do i ain't got time Gang to tackle wars. all right i'll tackle it myself after being stood up again philo goes to look for lynn lynn not wanting to be with philo helps the black widows lure him into a trap philo sees lynn and attempts to talk to her but finds himself surrounded by the black widows he manages to fight most of them until orville intervenes using a garbage truck with a dumpster hoist he dumps all the motorcycles into the back of the truck the widows charge the garbage truck but orville gets away philo echo and orville then escape the only thing missing here Yes. Orville stealing a popcorn truck. That would have been fucking awesome. Dumping, if they could have just put that in there somewhere. Dumping popcorn and making Or eating sweat. popcorn. Anything popcorn with Orville would have been. related something. But I want to say, I think this is where Philo should have known she is not wanting him around. I think it, it can't be more obvious than standing him up and then luring him into a trap. <laughs> standing him up after he found you many states away. Yeah, it's it's and and get you get trying to get you beat up or killed, whatever that is. Now, I have a thing. Is Orville like Lincoln Hawk? Did you see when he got into the truck, he had to turn his hat around before he started picking up the bikes? Did you see that shit? I don't think that was a Lincoln Hawk thing. I think that was just, you know, I got to get to work, get to keep my hair back. (laughs) And I want my brim my hat to be getting in my way yeah this this whole scene was pretty cool this Orville is like doing... sorry any like anybody if you're if you got a hat on and you're about to do some work you turn the hat around just to get shit out of your face and out of the way lincoln hawk does it to get all the emotions out of the way does it turn his head Everything literally at the top else. No, Does it, it literally just, turn his brain around so his machine no, starts? It's just to get everything else out of the way. This is like <laughs> you can mash this up with uh, Kevin Costner in For Love of the clear, Game. Clear the mechanism. Clear the mechanism. 
yeah. as soon as he turns that hat. That's a good mashup mashup right there. Clear the yeah. mechanism. Turn the hat around. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, it's interesting that you like that movie. I guess what? it is a Detroit Tigers movie. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> I love Costner and I love the Tigers. You know, the, they were a I good team that, there. I love that my wife loves that movie because she's a Yankees fan. So <laughs> they, get, they get it beat uh but um i think this team was good i think everyone fit together we saw that they worked great as a team but what i find interesting is even after all that shit he still thinks it's the guy that she's with that is the problem i mean (laughs) he's a fucking moron at what point would you have given up on this woman at what point would you have given up on this woman and said i've just lost some money that that i really didn't ever it really wasn't Um, mine i just got bikes and sold them that weren't mine. i don't know i got I would not have, well, I don't know. It's hard to say. After the sex? Depends on how the sex was. Oh, the, you know, sweet, the sweet, sweet love that they made. Listen, like, that will fuck people up. Uh, I guess. That'll make you come back for more or leave <laughs> it at the door. I don't so know. You're say, so you're but saying. No, um, <laughs> so it's kind of like, I mean, you say at what realistically at what point would you give up on this person? I'd be like, I wouldn't have started on this person, but you would never given her the money. When you think about uh, the whole situation, it's like Clint Eastwood, like what else he's got an ape, which is mad props. That's like, that's clout. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling with a fucking ape, dude. Like that's badass. But other than that, you look around at your life. What else do you really got going on? So it's kind of like a vision quest for him. He has a job. We see him drop a truck off at the beginning. But Where the fuck, he has a job. He has an ape. I mean, he's got seen he can make money on the road and it's fine. Yeah, true. So like, is it a vision quest for him? Uh, maybe. You know, it's funny. We I talk about jobs and stuff, but when I talk to like um, my stepfather back uh, when he was still alive and, and, uh, my father-in-law when they were still alive, they would say that back in the late seventies and seventies in general, you could quit at a factory, walk down the street to another factory and be hired in the same day. Oh, I'm so, sure. Like jobs yeah. were much easier to come by. Yeah. To, so yeah, Different much game. easier to come by. That's why they have this mentality that millennials and zennials you know don't try hard is? enough. Why? Cause they didn't have internet. They didn't have internet. That's you so true. You couldn't start a dot com or a TikTok website. That is true. It kind of is. Uh, is tech is is part of that change. Now I do want to go with the... that's that's where we are with this podcast. I think what we're the factory workers. Oh, well, we're that's just pumping great. out shit. We're pumping we're out units. Like, you know what? <laughs> hey, <laughs> if our site drops us, we'll just walk down the. Click, 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 and get to another site and still put out this shit, and we'll keep making toilets. <laughs> and that's what we did. So uh, our did site didn't that. drop us. We made a choice. Did I ever tell you that? I did actually work in a factory after right out of college as a temp. And making toilets? Not making toilets, but at a toilet factory. Oh, okay. I was the picker, so I'd pick orders. I understand. You know, I'll tell you what. The first time you ever, ever drop a urinal... Yeah. On your foot without steel toes, you will remember to get steel toe boots. Oh, fuck yeah, you will. <laughs> That's porcelain. They hurt. <laughs> now, I want to do one more thing on this scene. And uh, it's the, uh, as the scene ends, Clyde with the finger, the middle finger, 
is it funny or do you call it an eye roll moment? It's it funny. funny. Okay. It's funny then. It's funny now. Apes and small children flipping the bird is timeless humor to me. Okay. It never gets old. Does it ever really get old for you? No, you're right. It just always it, it does. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always like, funny. That's funny. And uh, Clyde, the facial expressions. Yeah. It's just you, Clyde. You, you already said you it. You gotta love Clyde. You can't not look. The one redeeming thing about this fucking movie is Clyde. The relationship of Clint Eastwood and Clyde yes. was pretty. It believable. makes you yeah. want an ape because you're like, oh man, if I could have we, those. We moments. probably did. I I don't remember that I wanted one strongly, but I probably had this romantic idea of it when I when I saw this the first time. No, it, I mean it is like I'm not relating it to a child. Okay, but when you see the moments in this movie when he does certain things, it's just like the cutest fucking thing ever. When he like it's holds like, his head or he, yes. and it's yes. like when your child does that. And I think that's what a lot of people probably got out of it too. And those scenes, it's like, it, it's when your child does something. Yes. It's like, Oh, it's the cutest fucking thing ever. And you're just like dead. They're like, you're just, Oh my God. Like when he lifts a car and almost crushes. Orville. Yes. For a beer. For a for beer. A beer. <laughs> like, Oh, it's the cutest thing. Remember when my son almost dropped a car on me? <laughs> I want to give him a beer. <laughs> All right. All right. Are you ready? Ready. Philo finally finds Lynn and she reveals her true nature to him. Hurt by her callousness, Philo says that he is the only one dumb enough to want to take her further than her bed. Lynn erupts in a fit of rage, striking him repeatedly until she collapses in tears because that's all she could do. Because she ain't kicking Clint Eastwood's ass. And we know that. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. Not at but all. <laughs> my biggest problem with um, Philo catching up with her is that we had to hear that shitty singing again. And her singing that song that sucked so bad. Uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. What would you rather hear? Her singing that song or baby sister singing in Dirty Dancing? Well... Lynn Halsey did it in that white jumpsuit that formed to her figure pretty good. Only so. if you could hear it. Oh, no eyes uh, it'd have to be Lynn Halsey Taylor. I mean, come on that, that baby sister is really bad. She's, like, I know she's really like, bad. This is bad. I know that's why that's like bad. That's why I was asking. It's like, is it more, it's so bad. It's funny. Lynn Halsey Taylor. I want to turn off her microphone. Baby sister. I want to put her head under the water. Do you think that's <laughs> bad? <laughs> bad. Do you think that's a good band name? Lynn Halsey well, Taylor. Yeah. Well, she wanted to name Lynn Halsey Taylor review no, or whatever. Like, I forget what were, it's called. If you were going to start a band, Lynn Halsey Taylor. Yeah, that would be a good one. It's an obscure kind of thing. It would be. That would be obscure. And then have a, we own the night or whatever Lynn, that song is. Hold on. How about this? Lynn Halsey Taylor and the Clydesdales. Ooh, hey, there we go. I think we got our name. Um, but what we do get, so I hate her singing, but what I do get is I do get Charlie Rich, who was a very famous uh, artist from the 70s, and, and he's a country classic. And while I'm not a big country music fan, I do appreciate the classics, so we do get uh, that. My wife makes fun of me because I hate country music by nature. Yeah, well, yeah. But my wife makes fun of me because it's like, the country music I do like, 
is the most country fucking songs ever. Like there's a tear in my beer and shit. No, 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 not anything about. There's a tear in my beer. I'm crying for you, cow. But like some Hank. Hank, why do you drink whiskey kicking butt whiskey drinking butt kicking songs? Yeah, you know. (laughs) But so then, any of the newer stuff? There's been a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I do like the song. She's like, you don't like country, but the songs you like are the most fucking country songs ever. I'm not a big country fan either. I just have very specific things that I like. I understand where you're coming with that. Um, Now, I want to get into this confrontation. I don't understand the passive nature of it, because once I learned I got conned, I would have kicked the shit out of both of them. I'd have kicked the shit out of her, and I'd have went and kicked the shit out of of Skylar. I'd have done him first. I want to kick the shit out of the girl. Can't do that. Oh, oh, but what stole from you? That's different. See, that's where the rules change a little, mm. right? This isn't like uh, you stole money and you conned me. I'm uh, gonna fuck you up. She didn't steal from him. He yes, gave it did. to her. He gave it to because her because he was conned. It he is it stealing. It's a confidence. It's a confidence crime. That's what they call he it. He gave it to her though, under false pretenses. It is a con. Here's the thing. He gave it to her. This was also, according to you earlier, stolen money, basically. Well, yeah, that's true, too. So it is stolen money. He yeah. gave her stolen money. Yeah. It's not like it was taking it's money. It's like stealing a drug dealer's drugs, drugs and right. selling it and then losing the money. It's like you didn't. Ha- it wasn't none of it was yours anyways. Right. I get that. So. But still, I'd have kicked the one guy's but, ass for shooting at me. And also, he got laid. That is what, so, so you do think it was a transaction. I don't know. I don't think it was, but I think he could at least chalk it up to it. Was it worth $7,000? I don't know. I'll tell you this. It, what they, it may, Man. it may not have been worth that much, but I think altogether the relationship they had was not real and he just can't come to grips with it. There was nothing was real there. He needs to move on, but dude, there's a whole dude, second dude, movie. Dude. <laughs> he lives with an ape. Nothing is real in this world. His mother and his co- uh, mother and cousin or something too. His or something. mother, or I don't know whose mother is it. Is it Orville's mother or has his mother? a shotgun? Orville's his cousin, right? And she shot a gang up for fucking <laughs> up her porch. And she is still insistent on getting her fucking driver's license, which is a whole nother thing. Oh my god! Yeah, don't, don't even get me started on that. Well, well, you know that that, that pays off nicely. That, you know, no, it doesn't. It pisses me off because this is what happens. We'll you talk know somebody about somebody, or you like somebody. Don't even. Oh God. Let me let me go on the next section. We can talk about that in a moment. All right. Okay. Orville Orville learns that Tank Murdoch, based in the area, is ready to retire after one more fight. Orville makes the arrangements, and Philo faces his elderly nemesis. During the fight, the crowd, initially pro-Murdoch, begins to insult him with some murmurs that Philo is going to be the next Murdoch. Philo intentionally lets his guard down, giving Murdoch a clear shot, knocking Philo down for the count. Murdoch, having regained the crowd's esteem, is allowed to retire undefeated, although he knows Philo let him win. Clyde, Orville, and Echo head home the next day. Now. The end. Not really. But yeah, well, kind of. I got some words on that. I, I the I find this final fight to be strange 
because we just got done with what I thought was the plot of the movie. <laughs> so what we thought really, so I, I guess <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't understand this part. Like we're now we're just doing this fight. Like, I, is this the subplot that we had, but we didn't know. I'll explain it to you. Okay. If you want, actually. So you remember when we did dirty dancing? Yes. And I said, this movie felt like a condom commercial. Yes. Where the producers were all sitting in a room, drunk and high on Coke. And yes. the winner that said, I can make the best movie with the dumbest plot, they'll make money. I'm going to take a condom commercial, turn it into a movie. That's what we got, Dirty Dancing. So, so what's this? This is, hey, guess what? I'm going to take Clint Eastwood. The bad Western star Western fuck in the world. <laughs> who is probably Wyatt Earp's first cousin <laughs> and put an ape with him and make money. That's and make him a bare knuckle boxer that gets conned out of money. <laughs> they're like, Hey, what else do we do though? Well, we just need some filler. That's all you need. <laughs> and an ape figure out the rest. Maybe. We'll get John Waters to give us some input. I don't know. You're right. I got what happened. But here's what I think the end of this movie was for. And it's to set up our next movie. I think the the next one that we do, uh, it's like we had discussed before and over the top. Remember how we said in over the top, like because he won that arm wrestling, I thought his odds should have been worse. Yeah. Um, I think this is the opposite. I think Philo takes a dive and this could, should drive the juice up. And he will get better odds. I think that's kind of goes into it because remember, he's always asking, have they heard of me? And yeah. if they have the odds go down, so he doesn't make as yeah. much money. While if he loses the tank, people think, Oh, well he's beatable. So, you know, Philo does Philo does what Vince in the collar of money couldn't do. Yeah. He couldn't draw. He couldn't dump a match. And that's, that's what it is. He's what Billy Hoyle couldn't do. Well, yeah, that's true. Billy Ho. Billy, Billy Ho? Ho, Billy Ho, he's that. Yeah, so there's some people that just can't lose. Although Billy Ho can at least play the the the, he can play the the bad like a bad player to, to look bad to a point, unless you get in his head. And I, I just you know, <laughs> unless you say he can't score. Yeah. Now I want to say the running gag of Mama's license does pay off because oh, throughout God. the movie, when but but that's when she wears her glasses. But really, it's about her wearing the glasses and being able to read the fucking sign. I she just know, never wore her glasses. But I still don't think she should have a driver's license. All right, now I'm going to hit my six pack. Okay, because I forgot to do it here. Um, my thing that I like is that I like that Philo took a dive for Tank's reputation, and the reason I think he did it, not just for the money aspect, is that I think he understands how hard it is to leave on top, and he could see himself one day being Tank. One day being that person who has that one last fight and the worst thing it could be to him would be to lose that in disgrace. And I think that's why he took that dive because he still has time to get back to the top while Tank did not. You know, he would never if what he got if he lost there, all those people would look at him differently and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a cool scene. Yeah. That's just my thoughts. I got thoughts on it, but. I think, yeah, well, my problem with that is which is kind of with a, a good majority of this movie. 
I get it, but watching it, I'm like, I didn't get enough of Tank to know yeah. how important that was. You know, this was, to me, when you're watching it, it's like, this is another fight for him to do. We never really got anything about Tank and how important this was, other than the mention of him earlier. But you he was really, mentioned throughout the movie, like, oh, you Tank Murdoch, Tank right, Murdoch. But you didn't actually get anything from that fight or from him to make you feel like, oh, I want he you to He was that win. good. Not even that he was that good, because here's the thing. It's like, I didn't get any backstory with him, per se. Not really, just reputation. understand why, you know, that it's that important to him. I didn't get anything during the before or during the fight. And also tank looked like a fucking overgrown Oompa Loompa compared he to tough compared to Clint Eastwood. No, well, he wasn't Hollywood. Good looking. And, it's because he fought a lot of fights. Again, go back to, we've seen the people that the people's asses Clint Eastwood has collected at this point. Yeah, really dude. So hey, I get, sometimes I get, it's the ones you don't expect. You know, that's what I'm saying. I get thrown the fight and, I have no problem with that, but give me something more to that. That's all. Make Tank a little bit more of a badass, you think? Or just give me a little bit more about it. Okay. Like show us Tank beating the shit out of someone or something. Or no, not even that. Just something about Tank to show me that he's special. Why it's important to him to finish on top or this is my last ride or something. You appreciate I, that. You love Fast and Furious. I Maybe do. I told you. I'm last the ride reason, kind of shit. That was all Philo. I'm telling you, it was his introspection that solved that he want, uh, he needed to do that for him. So I, I, guess I, what? I'm fine with Here's it. what happens with that in a movie. You know what you do? A voiceover. Something. Yeah. Give me something to explain. This I didn't need it to be spelled out for me. Show. So I guess I, I did. I did the way I watched this movie. And who I saw him take out earlier. It's just okay. a bunch of fucking dipshits. He beat up everybody. We, so, get, we get to so. Tank. And I don't know fucking Tank from Hank. So give me something. All right. That's all. Okay. So I have uh, I have one last thing. And that's this is a thing in movies back then. And I call it the drive of shame. It was a thing in movies where... When you at the end of the movie, you would be passing all of your dejected enemies as you go by. Like you saw the widows in their weird ass situation, and you saw the cops and their thing. That was a thing you saw in movies, not just this one, but we saw it in other movies as well. The 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 drive of shame. The losers at the end of the game. Yeah, the losers. That's 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 such a trope, but it's always good because you always like to see what happened. I mean, it's like anytime you and I would go anywhere in the same car. Yeah. Everybody would look at you and say, when why do you have that loser us, with you? When people pass us, they're like, well. <laughs> they're like, why does Mike have a loser with them? It's <laughs> exactly what they say. Um, hey, uh, I got one fact here. Since we're about done here with this, this is part of a cycle of ring fighter movies. So this is not only a trucker movie, it's a fighter movie, uh, mostly boxing and some wrestling, inspired by the box office and critical success of Rocky in 1976. The others were Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, a movie called Tough Enough, Title Shot, Raging Bull, which is really good, The Champ, Matilda, 
the main event, which is a Barbara Streisand movie, which is really good. The Prize Fighter, The Greatest, Body and Soul, Paradise Alley, All the Marbles, The One and Only, and Any Which Way You Can, which is the sequel to this one. So, but yeah. We probably won't be doing. No, we will. Uh, he's got to he's gotta, he's gotta understand. It's got to be done. You're so, a hooker. I know I'm a hooker, and I'll, and I'll give you my dirty hole when you get here. Ugh. So, what's what are we doing now? Ugh. I'm puking in my mouth. Um, memorabilia time. What do you want from this movie? You know what I want. I want it what with you all want? the. I want it with all the performance, sweat, and everything. I was gonna. Say, I knew you would say that. The too. white jumpsuit. <laughs> all right, memorabilia. I. This is kind of weird for me. I am not a gun person. Yes. I would want Mama's shotgun. Oh yeah. I would too. I can't tell you. I would want Clyde, but that's not going to happen. But from this movie, I would say Mama's shotgun. So I could have that displayed unarmed, of course. Yeah. But be like, that's a shotgun. She blew those fucking black widows away with. And every which way you hey, well, can, every which way you can lose. lose. <laughs> That's like the thing from this movie. I can't because I'm like, do I want the truck? No. That's an eyesore. It's gonna See, be... mine would be like uh in Saving Silverman. I'd have my little outfit in, in a nice glass box. <laughs> yeah, I get that. The white but still it's not very memorable. It's memorabilia. Well, what what else would I want from Maybe this? Like that's what slut the teeth one, from the clam chowder. That's what slut number one had on when she sang. <laughs> that guy's horn hat from the oh, black widow. Should have picked her bowling ball. But she used the house ball. But that's a special house ball that <laughs> she used. Actually, her Palomino Club t shirt. Her t shirt she was wearing is more interesting. Or the Palomino sign. Yeah, the Palomino sign. Would be I would take that, that, actually. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to rate this movie? No, but... Okay. All right. All right. This movie was a classic of my childhood. Very young. So when HBO came on, like I said before, they didn't have a lot of movies, but the ones they had, they played a lot. And I feel I watched this movie many times in my youth. So I kind of was acclimated to the motorcycle gang and Mama was always funny to me and Clyde was always funny. Of course, as you get older, it doesn't age as well. You start noticing that the love story kind of sucked. You kind of took it for granted as a kid because you really didn't care. Um, you kind of watched it to watch the three fights that were in there and you're like why is he all over this girl and you know i just thought he was fighting a bunch of black widows i thought you know i bet when i was seven or so i was like man he he likes to fight motorcycle gangs (laughs) i didn't really care about the love story you know i didn't see it but now i see it i still love this movie but i i'm honest about it it is not a great great movie it's above average, but I wouldn't say it's extremely above average. So I'm going to go with the 16 on this one. Okay. All right. My turn. Ah, oh, man. So this movie, it does have some sentimental value to me. Watched it 
growing up as a kid and all that with my dad. The movie itself as a whole sucks. It does. Like, let's not, like, let's be honest. We already talked about the plot and I still don't know what the fuck the plot is of this movie. I really don't because I don't think there is one. There, There's not. Let's, there's a guy trying to find love and getting late in the process and he has an ape and there's a gang out of a John Waters movie interfering at times. And Beverly D'Angelo was underutilized in this movie because we've seen how great she is in movies. She was just kind of there. And I think that's a mistake because she was just there after the cantaloupe scene. So I will say this movie to me, I would enjoy it more if I could just watch a 10 to 15 minute clip of the good parts. And it would be good if I could see that on YouTube. That would be cool. The movie itself, like sitting through the whole thing, it's just kind of like, okay. There was some good stuff. Clyde, love me some Clyde. He he was good. He, I think Clyde was one of the probably best actors in this movie, actually. Not discounting Clint Eastwood, but he had a more uh, level head on his shoulders, I think. The country singing sucked. The fight scenes were okay. I give it an eight. Whoa! That's what you don't even think this is an average movie? No, I don't. Because I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. I remember watching it. It wasn't my choice. I watched it to do this podcast. It wasn't my choice. Doesn't matter. What? I'm never going to watch it again by my choice. But I will say this. What if the hold sequel on, is hold, higher, better? What if the uh, sequel is better? Uh, fuck off for a sec. I am going to say this. I gave it an eight, but I will actually say if you're listening, if you're one of our diehard listeners that have listened to all of our other stuff, I would recommend watching this movie just to say you did. It's not horrible. It kind of is, but <laughs> it's not. It kind of is, but it there is a lot of stuff in it. I think is funny and you'll enjoy but as a movie overall and i love clint eastwood i love clyde i love beverly d'angelo but guess what i don't love this movie as a movie no it's stupid. About jeffrey lewis yes but it's stupid as a movie it's stupid all right yeah give me we we talked about like even at the end he throws the fight, but I I get really it. Get a reason why he threw a fight to the guy that I, I gave you the reason I yeah. thought it was, and that was my six pack. Now, what does this put this movie at? We're at a twelve. What's that? Is there anything near that? There's a lot of twelves. Oh wow! Well, okay, hey, hold on. Like father, like son was a twelve and a half. Yeah, you like that better than this, which we just did. 
Dumb and Dumber was 12. Yeah, that's uh, I enjoy them. I enjoy this more than Dumb and Dumber, actually. I, I know you do. From the ratings. <laughs> okay. Um, any other 12s? On, I, Roadhouse, I already can tell you. I know that. We both get out of 12, I remember. Look who's <laughs> talking. 12 and a half. Which is funny. We have a kid talking and an ape. There you go. I guess that's our cross section of what we think of kids talking and ape. I think that's it right. I think that fucking nailed it. All oh, right. Please do have air 12s real quick. Hold on. Uh, Explorers 12.25. Yeah, there you go. Because half of that movie is bang, banging, banging. Half of it is just. And the other half is a monkey talking to no one. <laughs> talking to a baby that talks back. Or All right. Ape. God damn it. An ape. I'm sorry. An ape. Are we ready? Bang it up. Okay. We would like to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to join our Patreon so you can get some of that bonus content and other fun stuff. For example, we're going to drop a bonus episode of... Do we know yet? Have you? Have we decided? Oh! Hottest Ugly Girls Ice Skating. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to discuss. Remember, you can go to sodapopcultureclub.com for all things related to the show, including your chance to make movie suggestions and our episode schedules there as well. We are also on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and we have a Twitch channel. Now we want to give you a little tease as to what next week's movie may be. See if you can guess what it is. I know that, dude. <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> And as always, we want to thank you for listening. Is there anything else, Anthony? Um, thank you for listening. I pray to God we don't do another episode like this. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he wants to do this. I just want to do different <laughs> stuff. And we did this, but we did it. And we're not going to do a lot more episodes with animals. Hopefully we only have one planned and that's it. No, we appreciate it. Thank you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next time. It will be epic. Faux show.
Hi, it's Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules, and I've got to tell you guys about Factor. It's my one-stop shop for nutritious, fully prepared meals. That means no grocery shopping, no meal planning, and no cooking required. Factor is like having a personal chef, only you don't have to wait for the food to be ready. It takes just two minutes to heat and eat. The best part? They have tons of options to choose from every week, so you can stay fueled and excited to eat well. Me? Well, I like to start my day with a wellness shop some blueberry pancakes, and then go for a smoothie snack. Lunch and dinner are just as easy, and meals are fresh, never frozen. Oh, and did I mention they have something for every lifestyle? You can grab Protein Plus meals for extra power, Calorie Smart to stay on track. I mean, you name it. This is literally how I keep myself going through long shooting days, and I don't want to gatekeep, so I just had to let you all know. Visit factormeals.com slash Shea40 for 40% off your first order.